You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about killing joke killing joke on the line i have rob what's shaking ben hello john yes and kyle do a war dance (laughs) killing joke is the debut studio album by the english rock band killing joke released on the 5th of october 1980 by eg via polydor records the producer was the band and the genre is poke post-punk, and industrial rock. I'm going to read from All Music Review, Bradley Torino. Since 1980, there have been a 100 bands who sounded like this, but before Steve Albini and Al Jorgensen made it hip, the cold metallic throb of Killing Joke was exciting and fresh. The harsh sung vocals riding over the pulsing synth lines of the opener Requiem have a vigor and passion that few imitators have managed to match. The precise riffs and tight rhythms found in the songs like War Dance would influence a generation of hardcore musicians, yet the weight with its thrashing guitars and angry vocals would find itself covered on a Metallica album only six years later. That such a bleak and furious album could have such a widespread influence is a testament to its importance. Certain parts of the album have not dated well. The vocals and drums are mixed in such a way that they lose some of their effectiveness, and the fact that so many bands have used the same formula does take some of the visceral feeling away, but it is an underground classic that deserves better than its relatively unknown status. Fans of most kinds of heavy music will probably find something that they like about this band, and this is a good place as any to start the collection. All right, what do we think of Killing Joke, Killing Joke? This album was a revelation (laughs) to me. Yes! Yes, Rob. I'm so happy to hear you say that. I didn't realize what I've been copying off of other bands who were copying (laughs) off of this band. (laughs) Like, it was weird to hear things that I was doing musically and still do musically that this band was doing already because I, I I didn't fucking know. Rob, yeah, did you like this, did you hear crazy. reflections of your life with uh, the weight? Yes. 
<laughs> I was like, is, yes, is, Rob, is Rob playing keyboards on this song? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing. I, Nobody told me I about had, Killing Joke. <laughs> like, nobody <laughs> told me about this band. You know, why didn't yeah, somebody I, tell me? I mentioned this in the chat. Um, I knew like a couple of their singles, like 80s. You guys know the song 80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, Love Like yep. Blood, which is yep. a fucking classic. Um, but I... I never sat down and listened to this record. It was Ryan Paulson in 2003 who uh, picked up titled album. I guess they yep. just randomly made a self-titled album right. in 2003. Yep. The one with uh, Dave Grohl on drums. Had Dave Grohl on drums. Mm-hmm. Had like the guitarist from Gang of Four producing. And we both got into one of the songs off that record because it was in like Need for Speed Underground 2. And I remember, you know, Ryan was like, oh, this is their first studio album in like seven years. So I was like, wow, that's a long time. Between albums. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, going going through them and, and doing my homework, I was like, oh, they must not have that many albums. They have 15 fucking albums. Yeah. Prolific. 15 studio albums. Yeah. And they're and they're great. Uh, I was I was kind of sampling them to see, you know, what was going on. And this is a this is a great band. I and this is a great record. Um, like Rob said, we were not listening to this record back in the day, but uh, this is right up our alley. Like Bloodsport, like the weight, like complications. Uh, this record is a is a banger. <laughs> it's a rocker. Like it's yeah. it's dark and it's. I felt exactly the same way that Rob felt. I was like, "Where have I been? Oh my god, this album just blew me away." I mean, Killing Joke is one of those bands that I heard a couple songs, maybe here and there. But I always associated with a little more heavy metal, the stuff they get in a little bit later. This early, this early, early album is just, it's it's a powerhouse. And it spawns so many ideas. You can pick apart everything, Ministry, Nine Inch Nails. Ministry, Nine Inch Nails. All those bands, what they were doing, you know, just, it, it, just, it really comes back to this band. And I, I just my ignorance of this band was I was just astounded that, that this stuff was happening. The synth over the, those, uh, those huge drum sounds, the echoey drums, and then the sharp metallic guitar that we got in a a lot of, uh, you know, post-punk bands in two thousands, like Jesus lizard and all those, um, those bands. It's, it's, it's everything. Six of your satellites of themselves. Yeah, it's wonder. It's a wonderful though. It was so great this week to to kind of dive in. I didn't love every song. Um, I mean, sure, the, it, it does have a little of that uneven because it is so out there. I feel like they it, it goes in so many directions that you, you kind of uh, it's hard to sustain the first uh, you know the the first song, the second. So it just you know, you keep finding interesting things and there are a few and mixed in there what? that I wasn't the most. Which ones were about. those Birch? Um, I did think blood spore. I was it, it, the little dancey. I mean, I've grown to, to like it more on, I think it is third or fourth listen I'm, I'm doing now. So I am, gr- it's growing on me, but at first I was a little, it felt a slightly out of place. It, it just has a different vibe. Birch for me, it was, Around the middle of side two is where I lagged a little bit. 
I really liked uh, the beginning of it, and I thought it closed. Uh, I thought it closed really strong. The weight, I like the weight. Something about it reminded me a bit of War Dance. Like I kept on like thinking that they were going to go into the chorus of War Dance, and then like complications and So thirty six. I I think they're I dislike nothing about them, but they just started to at that point the sound kind of started to run blend together a little bit for me, and then Primitive snaps me back out of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think their strongest mm. tracks are definitely the ones that are the most <clears throat> industrial, the ones that sound what we later learned as industrial, you know, but was brand new here in 1980 that we just didn't. I, I had no idea this was happening. I think we all sort of were surprised this was happening I this never early. Listened to this band before, yeah. <laughs> but but the sounds that we all came to love later in in the bands that we referenced, you know, especially Ministry, Nine Inch Nails, were were here already in 1980. Um, but Requiem, War Dance. Primitive, I think those are the ones that are the most industrial and, and the ones that are completely solid post-punk, like uh, uh, Complications, uh, are perfectly good. It's just, you're right, it's not it's not the thing that like woke you up at the beginning of the album. Yeah, I think that's what, it, I think it, the only reason I, I found something strange about it is I was so blown away. It's like when you have a, uh, the, you're eating a meal and one of the things is so good it's better than you know anything you've tasted and then you have another piece of something else and it's it's still really good it's just not not at the the same level the 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 songs for me that are as you described just not at that same level the so, the, the the songs on this album for me that fall there it's like if you're talking post punk I don't like them as much as I would like those songs on a Gang of Four album, but I like them more than I would like the songs on a Public Image Limited album. It's kind of like where the the I can see that is it, where like the 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 the, the <laughs> tracks on on the Killing Joke album that don't stand out for me fall. Yeah, thought it was cool. They described themselves as heavy dance music to the press. Yeah, so the the tracks like Requiem made it onto the hot dance club charts. <laughs> it, it, Requiem was 43 on the hot dance club. Like when you hear the hot awesome. dance club charts, like that's not what I think of, but I can, I can just imagine the club where like people are dancing to Requiem and war dance. And, and it's, I've been to a goth industrial night club. and they are fun. <laughs> <laughs> Just in this past week of like uh, listening to this album and reading about this band, I'd heard that their style changed a lot throughout their career. So I, I just dipped my toe. I just want to like spin the wheel and pick something. I found uh, I wanted to see a music video because I wanted to see also what they sounded like. So I pulled up 1983. Let's all go to the fire dances. 
it is a different style. It is awesome. Uh, I was way into it. It's it's less club dance bleak and more more like a I don't want to call it a pop song, but it is more of like it sounds like a single. You yeah. Know? But but it was it was it, it was it was really it was a cool track. Are we getting any more killing joke? No. I don't think so. No, this will be the 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 killing joke. And I'm is okay it- with that. I'm I'm happy to have I'm happy their self-titled is as strong as it is because it's it's making me want to listen to more of their uh, their output. Um, I don't I guess I I, maybe I don't understand what industrial means because I don't get industrial (laughs) off of this. This that we're listening to right now. This that that buzz saw synth. Yeah, you don't just huge robotic drums. This just sounds like post punk to me. Rob. I don't, I don't get it. A re, the repeating what do you, what do you think of when you of think of industrial objects? <laughs> Have you heard of the band know. Ministry? Have you ever listened to industrial music? Yeah, this doesn't sound like Ministry at all. Yeah, it does. Are you sure. I don't. Not think not it. every song, you know. But just because they're they're you know post punk industrial doesn't mean like, doesn't mean it's industrial like overall. Power Man 5000 dies. I mean, come <laughs> on. <laughs> no. Like, well, I mean, doesn't it, sound like a white zombie. Helmet? Doesn't, doesn't sound, sound like, like Doesn't sound like the Prodigy. <laughs> I guarantee like, you Helmet okay. covered some of these songs. This sounds more like I, the Prodigy. I, I, think they, I think they literally did. Wait, so Helmet's a industrial band? Yes. Because I also thought they were just grunge. You're being disingenuous, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> I am not being disingenuous. I'm being completely genuine. Okay, so let's let's just give Rob the, the space. Pick one band that is industrial, Rob. Say, say oh, yeah, Helmet covered, Helmet covered Primitive. But Rob yeah, Metallica covered fucking the the weight. They aren't industrial. I, I don't, I don't look, know what that means. Look, Al Jorgensen picked up on this, created ministry, created wax tracks records, which defined industrial music. There's no way that you can't say this isn't a predecessor of that industrial. Now you, you can, now you can say, okay, well this technically this, we could, this is slightly outside the genre, but this is, this is it. I mean, he, he directly cites this band and, specifically like this album as as a you know for what he was doing kyle is six finger satellite industrial uh they're influenced by industrial bands yes but are they industrial i i get it i I, it just doesn't i I, there's not one there's not a person like crying about something stupid over this which is how i normally i don't know what the fuck you're talking about (laughs) crying over something (laughs) stupid And I'm a little, I'm a little Man. disappointed, Rob. Because what are you talking uh, about? I don't, I don't know. The the lyrics aren't stupid, and I associate in, the industrial with shitty lyrics. I'm gonna say then you, you you are out of your element on this one. <laughs> yeah, you're out of your element, Rob. <laughs> Fair enough. Market six. <laughs> Rob, Rob, I really, I really want to know what you think. Industrial is what all music defines industrial music as stupid lyrics as (laughs) an abrasive and aggressive fusion of rock and electronic music. Is that not what this is? No, I want to know what Rob's where I mean, am I in an industrial band then? Because I I don't think that's are you having a a crisis right now? (laughs) (laughs) 
I turned 40. I woke up one morning and I was in an industrial band. Am I Al Jorgensen? <laughs> oh, am I Al Swearingen? Did I bite my samples from Killing Joke? <laughs> <sighs> I, I thought I, I played the pitch band my way. Is is that what's going <laughs> I don't on? Know. You don't want to associate this because then in turn you have to internalize what you are interested in and perceive that as industrial. No, 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 not, nothing, n- nothing as stupid as that. Okay, it, it, this this like just this just seemed like post punk with a synthesizer, and industrial seemed like another step away from that. I agree, um, but apparently, uh, apparently, this you know, if this is what inspired industrial, then you know, then I guess yeah, we we can. We can but I mean, so did uh, throbbing gristle. Throbbing gristle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I I get it. Um, it just it I don't know. Like it sounds so fresh in my ear ear holes. Like that. Like it. It is fresh. So, and I I guess it sounding fresh to me and being as old as it is made me take pause with the idea that this is industrial because that's a that that's well trodden territory to my ears i wasn't trying to be a complete jerk about lyrics being shitty and the industrial no bands, no but I, like i just think that if you're gonna if you're disassociating this with the industrial music that comes later i think that there's there's probably a a gap there that you probably haven't explored in I'm industrial music. I'm certain there is. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm certain there is. I, there, there is a lot of gaps in my my musical knowledge. Uh, uh, go, go, if, go figure. If you were to reach out and pull in ministry, I think ministry would maybe be your gap filler. It's. I, I feel like that's the closest to the edge here before you get to Nine Inch Nails and other things. I mean, this sounds more like Big Black than ministry to me. I get a lot what, of... Do you prefer the term acid rock? Out of this album as well. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't I don't prefer m- terms involved with this, I, and it's weird. It's weird that this is like a. Uh, again, we're listening to the weight here, and now I'm just hearing. Sounds like the wipers. All of my keyboard sounds yeah. just <laughs> explode on the. Yeah, so if you guys want to know what Rob's keyboard so sound like, weird. just listen to the weight. Yeah, it's so because weird. Anyone I, that knows how Rob plays it became readily apparent to them hearing the weight. <laughs> it became readily apparent to me as I was listening to this week. It fucking freaked me out. <laughs> When's the cover band? I'm looking forward to Halloween when you're covering Killing oh, Joke. I don't know. Are uh, you in? Are you in Birch? I'm into it. All right, let's do it. Is you Kyle going to be screaming out war dots? <laughs> yeah, if he wants. Put, How about put, we do a uh, Killing Joke and Smoking Popes nice. cover band? I'm into that. The killing post. Sounds yeah. like a party to me. <laughs> the smoking jokes. <laughs> Tomorrow's world. That was a fun one. And uh, twelve eight. No, yeah, uh, that, that, that's a that's a fun time signature for uh, for music. I liked uh, whatever knob you need to turn on the synthesizer to make it sound like submarine radar pings. Uh, <laughs> I like I liked that. <laughs> yeah, I think that the only thing he uses on this is an Oberheim OBX, um, which I've never gotten to play with myself, but. Uh, you know who else loved Oberheim OBX? Brian Eno, Billy Joel, <laughs> Killing Joke, and Billy Joel. You found you found my, my, my Achilles heel. Ah <laughs> uh, no, man. Uh, let, 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 let me go down a list for you. Um, uh, the, the, let me. Th- this is one of the uh, like. Th- this is a the quintessential synthesizer. Like uh, Toto used it a whole bunch, but 
We've got ourselves uh, Christopher Cross, <laughs> Chromio, oh. Paul Davis, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Rhythmics, Jerry Goldsmith, Amy Grant, Bruce Hornsby, um, Shaka Khan, Cool in the Gang, Madonna, Michael Jackson, Johnny Mitchell. So is it like really versatile? Simple I guess. Lines. Um, yeah, I I think it was just I, I think I think it had. Uh, maybe six note polyphony maybe eight note I, I could be completely wrong on that but like it's a it should it to my best of my knowledge it had like multiple note pol- polyphony but it's all just a bunch of knobs like a uh, 61 key 32 mm. patch uh storage on it and uh yeah it's a is a beast is a really cool keyboard and it uh back in 1980 it went for four thousand five hundred and ninety five dollars it's not that bad in nineteen eighty dollars. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, it, it, it was polyphonic, either four, six, or eight voices, depending on which uh, upgrade you bought. So apparently, speaking of the sound, they recorded this more or less live in the studio in two weeks. Yeah, because they want that's that's the sound they wanted. I mean, they wanted it to sound cohesive. They they were very adamant about how they did the recording. Um, I think I mean, they didn't want a producer; they wanted an engineer. Exactly. Yeah. And it sounds great. It does sound great. I think it could um I think it could benefit from slightly better recording just uh I don't know. It has a bit of dryness that I feel like they live it, it's a lot it's a lot more intense. Has anyone heard uh, either of their two albums that come after this? Because they're not self-produced. They took their asses to Cologne and recorded with Connie Plank. Yeah. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. I've only heard the singles. Though, uh, I think that the single, that that video that I saw, I think was from the 83 album, which would make it also Connie Plank. No, it's good. I was going to talk about Walker's guitar style, that sort of metallic cold uh, guitar and uh that came from he cited Susie and the Banshees original guitarist John McKay um that he he thought he had really interesting chord structures they weren't normal they were refreshingly you know discordant or strange uh also Ferguson's sort of tribal drum style uh was has been compared to Susie and the Banshees uh, and the band has all, you know, cited them as a as a major influence. We're gonna get uh, Juju here in a in a minute from Susie, so you'll hear a bit of uh, of this uh, quote unquote heavy dance music or tension music. That'd be with Budgie, then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I liked him so much on that Slits album. I've been looking forward to hearing how he sounds with Banshees. Yeah, but I yeah this one. This is one of those that, you know, we're going through the book and for me, it just very welcome. <laughs> 
very welcome to have this in my, you know, collection. Uh, and so I will, I will definitely be seeking this out um, and listening to it more, more than once. Yeah. Very, very important. And like specifically to me, <laughs> um, I, 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 I didn't know this existed and it's it's insane that that's the case. Um, I think that the uh, first song Requiem, um, the patch for that, the bump, 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 it's called a super saw. It's uh, just a giant saw wave, like two or three oscillators worth. Um, yeah, man, I, I can't. I can't really put well into words like how good I find this record. Like it, it's it, oh, that makes it, me so happy. It checks every single box of things that like I'm into, and to to come at it like you know, 41 years later, like after just kind of accidentally aping a little bit is fucking crazy. It's it, and and super super cool. Um, the best thing that I read of their them describing their own tone was the sound of the earth vomiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking love it. I think they also, so, uh, I mean, when you were talking about the industrial, that hard metallic edge, it also has to do with the visuals and what they were doing at the time. You look at the cover of this, it's a stark black and white with graffiti on a, you know, on a wall um, it looks, it looks kind of, uh, it looks punk, but it looks more distorted than that. Even that it has yeah. a very, another troubles image. Yeah. 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 1971. It's a, it's an image of, uh, writers escaping the troubles in dairy in 71 or actually pre troubles, but yeah, I thought that was, that was interesting that they, they used a lot of the imagery, um, you know, black humor, w- things like war, uh, religion, you know, Nazi imagery and things like that in their artwork and in their the way they uh, uh, presented the band. The sort of image was this shocking element that I think Throbbing Gristle had alluded to, but now we're seeing an, another iteration of that, which will carry on into, you know, those darker uh, sort of industrial bands. This is one of Dave Grohl's favorite albums worth mentioning. Uh, there've been, uh, there've been lineup changes in uh killing joke, but right now the lineup of killing joke is this original lineup. So that's pretty cool. cool. Oh man. Yeah. Let's go see him. Yeah, right. seriously. <laughs> Does anybody have anything else? Nope. The okay. lead singer looks like a melted candle now. <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love the record. Love it. Uh, yeah. What yeah. Are, highly recommend. What does everybody cool. think? Yeah. But complete positive for me. Positive. It, it, yeah. Like, big like recommend. Said, Revelation. Yeah. Positive. Beautiful. Blew my hair back. Beautiful. Fucking it's a gem. Cool. I'm so glad to hear that, dudes. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, uh, this, this changed the game, Kyle. Yeah. Game changer know, huh? for us. I mean, the opening lyrics are like Hitchcockian. Man watching video. The bomb keeps on ticking. He doesn't know why. He's just cattle for the slaughter. The Requiem. That's, come on. <laughs> That's how you open a fucking record. Hell yeah, man. It's menacing and 
Go ahead. Yeah, the announcement that they put for the band to start the band and Melody Maker was is pretty amazing. It's like bass lead to tell the killing joke. We mean it, man. Total explosion. No information. Anonymy. <laughs> so wild. That's it. So that's how we got James into the sump pumps, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> we mean it. I know. Look at that. We mean it. <laughs> Little fucker. Do you think that they're he referencing the Monty Python sketch? Um, he, he they they did they did say that like you know to like the killing joke was the similar to people laughing at like a Monty Python like skit and in fact you know they're not laughing at what's happening they're actually laughing at themselves like do you think um, the batman comic was based on the band the killing joke oh i think that alan moore absolutely <laughs> titled <laughs> the bet. killing joke based off the band the killing joke yes 100 percent completely because <laughs> yeah, the batman was like what 88 or something it's a good a good number of years yeah. later so yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah no there's, there, there's no doubt in my mind Listen to more Killing Joke. Listen to all 15 albums. <laughs> I will, motherfucker. <laughs> all right, next time we'll be talking about Judas Priest, British Steel. All right, thanks, y'all. Breaking the law. Breaking the law.